0: SW Media. Thanks to StoryWorth for supporting the Daily Beans. StoryWorth is a meaningful gift you and your family can treasure forever. And you can get started right away. Go to StoryWorth.com slash Daily Beans to get $10 off your first purchase.
1: Daily Beans
0: welcome to the Daily Beans for Thursday, December 1st, 2022. Today, Stephen Miller has testified to the special counsel grand jury. Wisconsin House Speaker Robin Voss is the latest person to testify to the 1-6 committee. A judge says the GOP party leader in Georgia can't use the same lawyers as the other 10 fraudulent electors. Jacob Wool and Jack Berkman have been sentenced to 500 hours of community service. Joel Greenberg has his pre-sentencing hearing. Jamie Raskin is scheduled to present the January 6th subcommittee's findings on whether to make criminal referrals. And they're going to present that to the full committee Friday. And Hakeem Jeffries has been elected the first Black party leader in American history. I'm Allison Gill. And I'm Dana Goldberg. Happy Thursday and congratulations to Hakeem Jeffries.
1: Oh, so, so good. Uh, This new guard, Nancy Pelosi, one, obviously she's a hell of a woman, a hell of a speaker, a hell of a leader. And she knew when it was time to step aside and let this new guard, a new generation come up and take the reins. And it's going to be good. It's going to be good.
0: Yeah, we got a lot of Gen Xers in here. Also, David Cicilline is poised to challenge James Clyburn, I think, for the number four position. So uh, they elected Catherine Clark as whip. Pete Aguilar as Dem Caucus chairman. So now we have a woman, the head of the Hispanic Caucus, first black party leader. And if Cicilline, if Cicilline wins against Clyburn, he'll be the first LGBTQ member in party leadership. I love it. So, yeah, very, very diverse party leadership. I think it's representative of our party
1: and our... uh, you know, our values. And just the thought of Hakeem Jeffries going up against that douchebag, making him look <laughs> so bad in these arguments. I mean, it's it's showing up to a battle of wits with someone who is unarmed. That's what it's doing. <laughs> That's if he even wins the speaker. Yep. Oh, whoever it is. <laughs> and then no one wants it now, too. With the slim majority they have in the House, everyone's like, fuck that. You deal with Marjorie Taylor Greene. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's going to be interesting. So,
0: yeah, Democrats in array, as I like to say. Hakeem Jeffries ran unopposed. Everybody was, everyone was just it, it sailed through. So, yeah, I guess uh, we'll see the New York Times talk about how this is bad for Democrats. But of course. Uh, until then, <laughs> until then, it's pretty awesome. We have a lot of news to get to today, so let's hit the hot notes. Awesome. Hot notes. <laughs> Former Trump advisor Bat Boy Stephen Miller testified on Tuesday to a federal grand jury in Washington, D.C. as part of the January 6th investigation, according to CNN, making him the first known witness to testify since the Justice Department appointed Jack Smith to special counsel to oversee the criminal investigations around the former president. Miller was at the federal courthouse in downtown Washington for several hours throughout Tuesday. That's according to a person familiar with the investigation. January 6th, lead prosecutor, Thomas Windham was spotted at the same federal courthouse on Tuesday. Now, Wyndham is expected to join the newly created special counsel's office led by longtime public corruption prosecutor and the guy from The Hague, Jack Smith, and will continue leading the investigation into the former guy and his efforts to impede the transfer of power along with the documents case. Federal investigators have for months sought information from Trump's inner circle, attempting to gather insight into his state of mind before his supporters rioted and attacked the Capitol. Miller, a former White House speechwriter and senior advisor to Trump, could provide a firsthand account of Donald's preparations for that ellipse speech. Remember, we learned this during the committee hearings. Miller was first subpoenaed in the federal criminal investigation months ago. And in April, we know he testified virtually for about eight hours before the select committee in a completely separate probe. Now, according to the findings of the committee presented at public hearings in July, Miller spoke to Trump for several minutes on the morning of January 6th about his speech at the Ellipse. And after talking with Stephen, Trump added a line to his speech about then-Vice President Mike Pence. The committee said that Miller removed the lines about Pence after having a conversation with White House lawyer Eric Hirschman, who probably said, you're a fucking dumb piece of shit. Get yourself a criminal attorney. (laughs) But uh, CNN just writes, who probably who objected to the president's edits. (laughs) That's according to testimony from Stephen Miller. Yet when Trump gave the speech, he included several references to Mike Pence. In recent months, the January 6th investigation team led by Wyndham, who was brought in around January, has secured decisions ordering top Pence aides to testify to the grand jury about some of the most guarded conversations around Donald after the election. And a parade of top advisors to Trump have had their cell phones seized or received grand jury subpoenas for testimony and documents related to the effort to overturn Trump's giant, huge, just absolutely
1: gigantic loss. Massive. Huge is huge. Ah, and speaking of Donald, a top GOP official in Wisconsin who said that Donald Trump called to urge him to overturn the state's 2020 election results. Well, he's scheduled to sit for a deposition Wednesday with the House panel investigating the January 6th riot. And this is from two people familiar with that matter. Robin Voss. Robin is the Speaker of Wisconsin State Assembly. He was peened by the committee this year after he publicly revealed that Trump called him, not immediately, 20 months after the election, to demand that he dismiss (laughs) the results. 20 months. (laughs) He broke up with you, dude. Get over it. President Joe Biden won that battleground state by about 20,000 votes. Well, Trump called after the Wisconsin Supreme Court issued a ruling that restricted the use of absentee ballot drop boxes in future elections. Trump tried to convince Voss that the ruling should apply retroactively, (laughs) which Voss told him was not possible because that's (laughs) fucking ridiculous. Hey, you know all those drop boxes that we used in the last election since this law was passed? All those votes that got put in those shouldn't count. <laughs> Voss's refusal to try to throw out the election results led to Donald to campaign against him in his reelection. Well, Voss is the longest-serving speaker in Wisconsin history, and he ultimately won his primary, but by only three percentage points. That's the smallest margin in his political career. He was recently reelected as the speaker as well. Now, Wisconsin Democrats previously criticized Voss for appropriating close to 700000 to investigate the state's 2020 election results. The investigation turned up no evidence of widespread fraud, and Voss later said the election had not been stolen. So that uh, seems like a big waste of fucking money there. And a spokesperson for the January 6th committee, they declined to comment on Voss's scheduled appearance. NBC News has asked Voss for his comment. Nothing yet, but he's going <laughs> to sit down. He called him. Yeah, 20 months later,
0: and which just shows the coup is ongoing. He's still trying. And from CNN, the committee members are scheduled to have a key meeting on Friday to discuss its final report, as well as the possibility of making criminal referrals, according to multiple sources. A subcommittee of members is also expected to provide options to the full committee about a number of pressing issues, including how to present evidence of possible obstruction, possible perjury, and possible witness tampering, as well as potential criminal referrals to the Department of Justice which would go now to Jack Smith. And that's according to multiple sources familiar with the committee's work. Also under discussion in the Friday meeting will be how to handle the five Republican lawmakers who are dicks and refuse to cooperate with their subpoenas, including Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, who's, you know, right as of today, the Minority Leader, and Rep Jim Jordan of Ohio. Quote, we'll be discussing whether to make referrals, and if so, on whom and for what? That was Adam Schiff. He's also a member of that subcommittee that is expected to be providing the options. We are considering any offenses for which we have uncovered relevant evidence and think there's a basis for a referral, adding that could extend beyond the former guy. If someone is not referred, it is not an indication that we don't think there is evidence, he says. So our referrals don't necessarily mean like if we don't refer Jim Jordan, that doesn't mean we don't think he committed crimes. No decisions have been made so far, according to sources, and discussions are expected to continue past the Friday meeting. The committee spokesperson had no comment. Appointing the special counsel, I think, adds a level of political insulation for the Justice Department, which could make any criminal referral from the committee less of a problem. Now, before, you know, Dana, I had said there was no need to make any criminal referrals and risk politicization of the Department of Justice's probe. But now that there's an independent special counsel, it makes it kind of less of an issue, I think. And the GOP is going to make it
1: political regardless. 100% they are. Absolutely. All right, AG, a pair of right-wing assholes. They were sentenced Tuesday (laughs) to spend 500 hours registering voters. This makes me very nervous, by the way. Registering voters after pleading guilty to telecommunications fraud in connection with robocalls made before the 2020 election. That was Jacob Wohl, who's just a piece of shit, and Jack Berkman, they were also sentenced to two years of probation, which I bet they're going to violate, and 12 hours a day of electronic monitoring for six months. And that's according to prosecutors in Cuyahoga County, Ohio. These two individuals attempted to disrupt the foundation of our democracy. And this is the, from the prosecutor, Michael O'Malley. He said this in his statement. Their sentence of two years probation and 500 hours of community service at a voter registration drive is appropriate. Well, it is. It's a, I'm afraid they're going to register Republicans, and now. Wohl and Berkman were charged telecommunications fraud and bribery for alleged attempts to intimidate voters with false robocalls about mail-in voting. The robocalls, which officials said went to thousands of voters in several states ahead of the election, well, they falsely claimed that mail-in voting would put voters into a database that would later be used to collect outstanding debt, track down warrants, or enforce mandatory vaccinations. Crazy shit. Berkman of Arlington, Virginia, and Wohl, he's from Irvine, have been accused of trying to influence 85,000 voters in urban areas. Urban areas. They really tried to target Black voters, okay? So let's not cover this up. Across the country, with the robocalls, which contained misinformation about mail-in voting, and this is in Ohio, Illinois, New York, California, Pennsylvania, and other state prosecutors said more than 8,100 robocalls went to phone numbers of residents in Cleveland and East Cleveland alone. I mean, what a fucking time they had on their hands, by the way. Now, Berkman and Wall gained attention for several unsuccessful schemes to attack opponents of former President Trump with false accusations of sexual misconduct and other criminal activity. Now, some of their failed smear campaigns targeted then Democratic presidential candidate Kamala Harris, Pete Buttigieg, Elizabeth Warren, as well as no one other than Robert Mueller. So he went after a lot of people. But I mean, with the time, 85,000 voters. Yeah, robocalls.
0: He, he actually tried to get our friend Jen Taub. Oh, yep. Professor Jennifer Taub, the the author of Big Dirty Money, an amazing, amazing woman, to try to say that, that Robert Mueller is sexually assaulted her. And she's like, get the fuck out of my face.
1: <laughs> like, Unbelievable.
0: Now, get this. The judge overseeing the Atlanta area grand jury probe into Trump's efforts to overturn the election Ruled Wednesday that Georgia's Republican Party chairman David Schaefer may not share an attorney with 10 other GOP fraudulent activists who served as fake electors. Now, this is Robert McBurney. Okay, this is the judge overseeing the grand jury probe. Said that while the criminal exposure for those alternate quote unquote electors might be limited and relatively comparable, Schaefer was in a different category because of his central role as an organizer of the effort. As a result, McBurney ruled Schaefer may not share lawyers with his 10 colleagues. It's called a joint defense agreement. Quote, given the information before the court about his role in establishing and convening the slate of alternate electors, his communications with other key players in the DA's investigation and his role in other post-election efforts to call into question the validity of the vote count in Georgia, the court finds he is substantively differently situated. That's what he ruled in a seven-page opinion. <laughs> McBurney McBurney's ruling undercuts a legal arrangement, that's the joint defense agreement, that 11 of the pro-Trump fraudulent electors had made amid the Fulton County Special grand jury probe. They all retain the same two lawyers, Kimberly Burroughs, Debro, and Holly Pearson. The ruling is a partial victory for DA Fonnie Willis, who has asked McBurney to disqualify Burroughs and Pearson from representing the 11 GOP electors five other pro-Trump alternate electors have separate attorneys. Willis contended that the joint representation of so many of the GOP contingent electors would present a conflict if any of them were criminally charged and some of them were called to testify against one another. McBurney agreed that any potential criminal charges against the group were remote and hypothetical based on what's currently known. He noted that the special grand jury, when it concluded, simply makes a set of recommendations to Fonnie Willis. They don't issue the indictments providing even more distance from a potential conflict for the GOP alternate electors. But Schaefer, he said, is the exception. Quote, his fate with the special purpose grand jury and beyond is not tethered to the other 10 electors in the same manner in which those 10 find themselves connected. This imbalance in exposure to the DA's investigation makes it impractical and arguably unethical for Pearson and DeBrow to represent all 11 together.
1: Thank you so much, man. We've got news of douchebags today. Mm -hmm. Joel Greenberg, when he faces his judge Thursday morning to be sentenced on several federal charges, including sex trafficking of a minor and abrogated identity theft, prosecutors said that they're going to be requesting a guideline prison term of nine and a quarter to 11 years in prison. Now, during a pre-sentencing hearing Wednesday, Greenberg's attorney argued his client deserves a more lenient sentence than the recommended guideline, in part because Greenberg has provided extensive assistance to federal authorities on other criminal investigations. Has he, though? U.S. District Judge Gregory Presnell indicated that the federal guideline sentence may not adequately punish Greenberg for his extensive and unrelated crimes, including stalking a political rival, defrauding the Small Business Administration in a COVID-19 relief scheme, defrauding Seminole County By running a personal cryptocurrency business, run out of the tax collector's office, and manufacturing fake driver's licenses. Now, uh, this is a quote. This is an exceptional case. This is, again, from Presnell. The federal sentencing guideline just doesn't work here. (laughs) Presnell did not reveal how he might sentence Greenberg, but indicated it could be more severe than what Greenberg and prosecutors are even seeking. Again, he quoted The parties are under agreement about something I don't agree with. (laughs) I know. Fuck when the judge is like, no. Federal prosecutors said Greenberg used his position as a tax collector to engage in a bold, brazen, and nearly undeterrable crime spree that included having sex with a 17-year-old girl he met through a, quote, sugar daddy website, wire fraud, aggravated identity theft, and stalking. Well, the government will be seeking a guideline prison sentence of 111 to 132 months. That recommended sentence includes credit for Greenberg's assistance on other federal investigations as required by his plea deal. And obviously, we're hoping that has to do with Matt Gates. Now, Greenberg's attorney, Fritz Scheller, unsuccessfully argued Wednesday that the guideline sentence should be reduced further due to his client's cooperation. Greenberg has provided prosecutors with information about 27 people who committed crimes, including public figures. That's according to Scheller, 27 people. 10 of those people were involved in the election fraud and a ghost candidate scheme. We, we've covered that extensively on the podcast. Seven were involved in public corruption, and three took part in a scheme to defraud the Small Business Administration. And that's what the attorney alleged. Eight of the people identified by Greenberg were men involved in sex crimes. Eight of them involved in sex crimes. We know one of them is Matt Gates. Of those 27 people, Scheller said only five have been criminally prosecuted so far. That means there's three out there running around, with two others expected to be indicted for SBA loan fraud in the next weeks. Well, actually, there's only been one
0: person. Convicted of sex crimes, and that's Greenberg. So there's seven other sex oh, crimes right, right. people running around, but only five have been criminally. So we can expect it says here. I guess that there's going to be some uh, new indictments for SBA loan fraud in the next weeks. Maybe my my L.A. key and and Jacob Engels. Oh, I would love to see
1: it. Fantasy indictment draft will will come to love pass. Love to we'll see, see it. it. Yeah, at AG federal prosecutors they indicated some criminal probes remain active. We've talked about this before. And this is a quote, the defendant has been given credit for cases that are under investigation. That's from Assistant U.S. Attorney Amanda Daniels. Greenberg's scheduled to be sentenced at 30 a.m. today as you listen to this. Yeah. And, and the quote that the defendant has been
0: given credit for cases that are under investigation, that means, remember we were saying, like, you don't usually give somebody credit until that person is tried and convicted. Like, they haven't indicted Matt Gates yet, for example. So. A lot of folks were saying that because he hadn't yet been indicted, that means he wasn't going to be because right. now he's being sentenced. But the U.S. attorney said the defendant has been given credit for cases that are still under investigation where no charges have been brought. That could mean Gates. It could mean other people. We don't we just don't know. But um, it's uh, so far, all signs are pointing to the Gates investigation still being ongoing. So we'll see. And I hope all eight of those people involved in sex trafficking go to prison for a very long time. Samezies, samezies. All right. We'll be right back with the good news. If you have any good news, you can send it to us at dailybeanspod.com and click on contact. Stick around. We'll be right back.
1: After these messages, we'll be right back.
0: Hey, everybody. You know, when I spend time with the family around the holidays, I hear a lot of stories. My family is a family of storytellers. And those are the ones I love to hear and ones I've heard. <laughs> There's some that I've just actually heard too many times. But lately, I've been wanting to help someone in my own family document these timeless stories. I did it last year with my mom. It can be challenging to write an entire book of life memories, but I found somewhere that makes it fun and easy. It's called StoryWorth. With StoryWorth, anyone can write a book about their life. Right now, StoryWorth is offering $10 off your first purchase at storyworth.com slash See, every week, StoryWorth will email your loved one a single life-related question that you can pick from their collection, like, what's the bravest thing you've ever done? Or what's the farthest you've ever traveled? And all they have to do is reply with their story. Then after a year, StoryWorth compiles your loved one's stories and memories and even photos into a beautiful hardcover book that creates a valued keepsake. My family member, my mom, we got the book. It's absolutely beautiful. And I plan on giving this again as a gift to my goddaughter. It's absolutely so much fun. We're hoping it will be cherished for generations Millions of stories have already been told with StoryWorth because they make the process so simple. So get started with your loved one for the holidays, and before you know it, you'll be hearing stories that you've never heard before, like the time my mom was trapped in an outhouse by a skunk. That's a good one. Help your family share their stories this holiday season with StoryWorth. Go to storyworth.com slash dailybeans today and save $10 on your first purchase. That's storyworth, S-T-O-R-Y-W-O-R-T-H.com slash dailybeans to save $10 on your first purchase. Again, storyworth.com slash dailybeans. And then when you're done reading that awesome StoryWorth book, you can rest on your beautiful, fantastic Helix mattress. I love mine. You know I love mine. I've had it for two years. Everybody I know loves theirs. And uh, it's it's wonderful. It's perfect because it's made for me and the way that I sleep. Helix has a fantastic lineup of 14 unique mattresses, including a collection of luxury models. They have mattresses for big and tall sleepers and even a mattress made just for kids. And you can find which one is perfect by taking the online Helix Sleep Quiz at helixsleep.com slash daily It takes just two minutes. It'll ship right to your door when they match you to your mattress. It's free of charge to get the the mattress shipped to your door. You get 100 sleeps at home to try it out risk-free. And if you decide it's not the best fit, you can return it for a full refund. They'll even come and pick it up. Every Helix mattress has a hybrid design combining individually wrapped steel coils in the base with premium foam layers on top. Perfect combo of comfort and support. And Helix mattresses are made in the United States and they come with a 10 or a 15-year warranty depending on the model. Uh, You know, when I took the Helix Sleep Quiz, I was matched with the Helix Midnight because I'm a side sleeper and I like a medium, firm bed. It is the best mattress I've ever owned, best sleep I've ever had. And right now, Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders, plus two free pillows for listeners. Just go to helixsleep.com slash dailybeans. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. Who likes good news? Near. Good news, Good news.: And if you have any good news, confessions, corrections, what the mut, you want to give a shout out to a loved one? You want to send me Halloween pet photos, holiday pet photos, any holiday. Any pet photos, really? Just any pets. Of course, babies? For Dana. Babies for me. And anything you want to send us, you can do it at dailybeanspod.com and click on contact. Dana, uh, first up, we have a submission from anonymous pronouns she and her. Hello, my daily friends. Thank you for all your news, logic and humor so that I no longer watch the news. You cover it all. I'm attaching a picture of our Sun City, Arizona, Dem Gals group, missing a few, who gathered at my house within an hour after Katie Hobbs's victory. Some arrived in jammies, but we were so happy to make a toast to Arizona's future. We celebrated with Trader Joe's eggnog liqueur. Delicious. We are observers at the Maricopa County Tabulation Center, and we were impressed with the diligence, integrity, and accuracy of each step in verifying and counting ballots, hoping for Arizona blue, but happy with Arizona purple as a first step. The second photo is of my 68-pound energetic mix. We were told that she would calm down after year two, but after year 10, nothing has changed. She will be a high-energy puppy forever. Can you guess her breed? Oh, my goodness.
1: She looks like a lab, like a golden, a golden retriever lab mix. Yeah, like a lab goldie. Yeah.
0: And by the way, this is such a cool, um, this Sun City, Arizona. My mom... Um started the whole group, uh, you know, uh, Republican women from Mark Kelly, and then she's not a Republican anymore, but <laughs> she knows a lot of Republicans. Oh my god. And that's her stomping ground there in awesome. Arizona. So the
1: dog is a golden shepherd. Okay.
0: White shepherd.
1: We got one out of two. Instead of a lad, it's a
0: yeah. I should have guessed there was German Shepherd in there because that tail that's and yeah, and they don't calm down ever. Oh so. there you go. There's that too. <gasps> Guess what you got in the next submission?
1: I am a baby picture. Okay, Claire, pronouns she and her. Hey, Beans Queens, I have some good news to share. This Thanksgiving, all four of the grown kids were scheduled to be here, and I was super excited. My daughter, Emily, was to come over Wednesday, and we were going to spend the day baking treats and prepping for bird day. We were supposed to get our new grill to cook the big bird on. None of that happened. Instead, <laughs> we were woken up by a phone call on Wednesday morning to let us know that my daughter's water had broken. My husband and I trekked to the hospital. I spent the night, and on Thanksgiving Day, my daughter gave birth to a healthy baby girl, our first grandchild. My good friend's four-year-old daughter has dubbed her Fairy Pink Cupcake. For pet tax, Mm -hmm. Cowboy was, oh, so that's for the pet, and he's just a cool cat. Look at the baby. Oh, Claire,
0: congratulations. Yeah, she's perfect. Look at that little bean. Oh, and look at this cat. (laughs) The cat's gorgeous. Oh, hi, Tuxedo, with your stuffed fish
1: and yeah. your belly. I want to touch the belly. Can Ooh, I pet the belly or is wow. it a trap? I don't think I've ever seen a tux with that much white and black pattern on it. That's an interesting... Mar- Those are interesting markings, huh? They're beautiful.
0: What a cool little guy.
1: All right, cats are pretty. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: baby is super <laughs> adorable, though. And that, it's a beautiful crocheted blankie back there. I wonder who did that, Claire. Hmm? All right. Next up from Kia, like the car, she and her. Now that the South Carolina courts have ruled several times that our fair Lindsay and now Mark Meadows must show up to testify in Georgia, I wanted to point out that the South Carolina judges, circuit courts and appellate courts are voted on by the state legislature. Our state legislature is majority Republican, much to my consternation, and fairly conservative, no matter what party is in control. All that to say, these are no flaming liberals doing the appointing. Thank you, Leguminati, for all you do. Sending gratitude from this very blue dot in a super red South Carolina. You are the sanity in this sea of so much stupid. Thank you so much. Attached her a few pictures of my favorite girl, Bella, who meant so much to me. I lost her in a breakup a few years ago, but she still holds a special place in my heart. Oh, look at the
1: beautiful poodle. So pretty. Cute, cute baby. Love your backyard, too. That's really awesome. I know, seriously. All right. This is from Bonnie, Pronoun she and her. Hi, Beans Queens. Bonnie from No Shame Phone Bank. We are back in it for Georgia. In the meantime, I want to send a shout out to Project Q. I love this story. I read it already. They provide free gender-affirming haircuts, hair color, and wigs to LGBTQIA plus folks dealing with housing and security in Los Angeles. So please wow. take note. But they have a super cool hair stream. How cool is that? that they are taking on a U.S. tour. So get in touch with them to visit your town. I've added the pet tax of our rescue from across the southern border. We named her Dingo because, well, she looks like a dingo. She had never lived indoors before and was so scared, but she shadowed our big oaf (laughs) of a Black Lab Cece, and has finally gotten with the program. Now she's the sweetest dog, so smart, and a true snuggler. Lastly, we put in one of our kids' old homemade Halloween costumes, made out of a hoodie converted into an elephant. She was not down with the program on that. Love you and what you do. Always grateful. Look at how cool this Airstream is. Look
0: at the hairstream.
1: Oh, that's amazing. And this the is art is fantastic. Brilliant. It really is. Love- oh my God, the next picture. <laughs> 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 yeah, she doesn't look like she's down with that program.
0: Oh no, she wants that thing off now. Look at the happy beach dog. And beautiful. So great. Thank you. What a wonderful thing. The hair stream. We'll have to give them a call, see if we can get them to come down to San Diego. Hell yeah. All right. Next up from Lisa, pronouns she and her. Hello, AG and DG. You two are such a breath of fresh air and hope in my day, especially living in rural Florida. Oh, girl. Or as we call it, Gilead. I want to give a shout out to my amazing husband, David Monroe. He's a fine art photographer. COVID really put a dent in his business, and his solo show at the Florida Museum of Photographic Arts was forced to close just days after it opened because of COVID lockdowns. Even though it was a huge blow, he pivoted, and I'm so proud of him. He created the show as an online experience on his website called From Earth, which is at portalsofintent.com. It's not the same as standing in front of a 40-inch round image, but the show is very moving. Spending so much time in the forest, he also had some pretty cool revelations about how the camera's functions relate to our personal growth. He just launched a little online course to help other people learn some of the techniques that have helped him create imagery that speaks to the soul. Now he's bravely stepping up to the challenge of learning social media. I'm proud of him, too, because he's become so much more aware of our fragile democracy thanks to our beans queens. When I met him, he had never voted. It's okay, You can gasp, too. But now he votes every election and he's knowledgeable about the issues. It's his birthday, and I can't think of a better way to tell him how much of a unicorn he is. He makes the world a better place by who he is and his imagery. I love sharing the adventure of life by his side. And 15 years on, I'm still fascinated and impressed by him. He spoils me beyond belief and brings me coffee in bed every morning. Nice. Excellent. Thanks for being a light in our lives and being an inspiration to us. I've been listening since the kitchen table days and we've given some people the gift of a Patreon subscription because we know that what you do is vital to our future. Much love to you both. And for our pod pet tax, a picture of Coco who found Dave in the green swamp about the same time Jordan got her Coco Puff too. And Gus, the dog with severe static electricity <laughs> that had you and Dana laughing Oh so my hard. God, I love Gus so much. <laughs> you snorted in a case of Find the Pup. And of course, one of Dave's images called Acceptance, which is my favorite.
1: Oh, wow. What a gorgeous picture. Oh, That's lovely. It is. I love this. Oh my God. Oh, so sweet. I love that dog. Gorgeous. These are beautiful. Absolutely beautiful photos. That's amazing.
0: Wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that. Let me give the website a shout out again. It's portalsofintent.com. So thank you very much. And a shout out to Mr. Monroe from Lisa. And thanks to everyone for your submissions. If you have any good news you want to submit to us, please do so at dailybeanspod.com. Just click on contact and you can fill out the form there. And uh, just a shout out to our patrons too. Thank you. You make all this possible. Seriously, we couldn't do it without you. So thank you very much for that. All right. Do you have any final thoughts, Dana, before we get out of here?
1: I do. As you're listening to this, this is World AIDS Day. This is a a big deal. And if there's still organizations that you believe in and you want to donate to, even though the disease has been a little bit more under control, it has not been eradicated. And so we would still love supporting this. So celebrate World AIDS Day, the the steps we have made, but the steps that still need to be taken. So I'd like to mention that to the listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for
0: that. And, um, Even though it's not Giving Tuesday anymore, you can still keep giving. That's the wonderful part about giving. The
1: websites are open. You don't have to ever stop
0: giving. Never stop giving. All the time.
1: Yep. Nope. Giving Wednesday, giving Thursday, giving Friday. And I
0: swear to God, it comes back to you like tenfold. It's amazing. hundred percent. How it makes you feel. So thank you. And everybody, we'll be back tomorrow for the Friday episode of The Beans. Maybe we will have finally an 11th Circuit decision. I don't know. I hope so. Until then, everybody, please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet. Take care of your mental health. Vote Blue over Q. And if
1: you're in Georgia, take everyone with you now. Go all do it. People. Go vote. Take all the all. people. Okay. <laughs> I've been A.G. And I've been D.G. And them's the Beans.
0: The Daily Beans is written and executive produced by Allison Gill, with additional research and reporting by Dana Goldberg and Amy Carrero. Sound design and editing is by Desiree McFarlane, with art and web design by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. Music for The Daily Beans is written and performed by They Might Be Giants,